You're listening to the Mistress of None podcast with Aaron Harks. Hey, hey, everyone. This is Mistress of None podcast with Aaron Harks. Thanks for tuning in again. Uh, as I've mentioned before, Mistress of None just means I do a lot of things and I'm not very good at any of them, which is just self-deprecating humor, my attempt at it. Uh, I hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Thank you for tuning in each time. Uh, make sure you like, share, follow, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. One of the things that I do that I love to do the most, honestly, no offense to music, is comedy. I really love comedy. Um, even when I hate it, I love it. It's the most challenging thing I've done besides getting sober. Not that music isn't challenging. I, I love music. I am grateful for the fact that I've been able to make a living playing music. But comedy really challenges me and so to overcome that challenge every time I get on stage feels like a victory there's something that's so different about music and comedy that people don't really understand unless they've done both with music you don't really need a reaction every few seconds like you wait till the end of the song if you get an applause in the middle of a song I mean that's an amazing feeling but you don't expect that you don't require that you wait till the end of the song. If you get an applause, great. If you get a cheer, cool. If you do what I've been doing for a while and playing in the corner of a bar, you get nothing, oh well. Like, you know, you're getting paid the same way. But with comedy, if you don't get a reaction every few seconds, it feels like you're drowning. And I'm not even being hyperbolic. Like, I have had times on stage where a joke doesn't land and I feel like I can't breathe. It's horrible. So you work extra hard to make sure that that doesn't happen. It doesn't always work out. No matter how many years I've been at it, you know, I still have a bad show or two. I'm happy to say that I've never had like really horrible, horrible, horrible set. The worst I ever had on stage was I was less than a year in. I was in Slotesburg, New York, which is five minutes from the border of New Jersey. And that's relevant You'll see in a minute. I had been in this competition where I made it to the second round. And each round you had to do new material. So like the first round was five minutes. And if you got to the second round, you had to do 10. But it had to be all new. And if you made it to the next round, it was 15. And I didn't have 30 combined minutes anyway. So maybe it was a blessing that I got knocked out in the second round. Because I didn't know what I was going to do. But I was saving my A material for if and when I made it to the third round. Um, first round, I did great. Clear winner, not being obnoxious. I just really did a really good job. Second round, I get up. Four days prior to this, James Gandolfini had passed away. And I got up and I said, is it me? Or does anyone else feel like they finally have some closure with The Sopranos? Which I still think is a very funny joke. It went over like a fart in church. It was the worst moment I've ever had on stage. For comedians, even if you get a groan, that's a reaction. That counts. 
you're not always going to win them over. You're not always going to get this like furnace blast of laughter, but like even a groan counts and you can move on. You can work with that. It's a reaction. I got pure silence, complete and total silence. Like the wind stopped blowing. It was the quietest I've ever had anything in my entire life. And it felt like somebody was sitting on my chest. So this one girl up in the front row, you know how people go like, oh, too soon, <laughs> like too soon. No, she like looked at me like dead in the eyes and went like too soon as if I was talking about her uncle or something. And I panicked and I went, don't stop believing. And that didn't work either. They, they weren't going to give me an inch. So I went into my A material trying to win them back over. Not at all. They weren't having it. I was like digging. I couldn't get anything out of them. Finally, like I just, it felt like I was up there for three days. It was only a matter of minutes. But I was like, come on, guys. I said I was sorry. Can we fucking move on? You know, it's not like you were related to him. Jesus. And they warmed up a little bit, but it was still just the worst set of my life. And, oh, I don't wish it on anybody. Just they... They were so mad at me and they weren't going to let me out. Um, so, I mean, I've had sets before where like, you know, you, you have it in a place where it shouldn't be a comedy club. Like, you know, it's a pop-up bar and they were like, we want comedy and you get there and people are just like screaming over the top of you. Like, that's not your fault. That's not a bad set. That's a bad crowd. But this was just, I still don't think it was a bad joke. I maintain that it was a very funny joke. Yes, it may have been too soon, but isn't that what makes it golden, right? It was a good joke that went horribly wrong. Ugh. I'm still not over it. It's been 10 years. I'm still not over it. It was it was horrible, but I did it. I can't take it back. I don't regret it. I I think it's funny. Anyway, I absolutely love Jay McBride. She has really taken off in the past few years. She has does I mean accomplished so much. She moved to LA. Didn't agree with her. She moved to New York. She is now a regular at the Comedy Cellar, which is such a huge coup for any comedian. It's it's the mecca of comedy for New York. Um, and she hosts there regularly. And she has worked with some of the biggest names in comedy, most notably Amy Schumer, who took her on tour with her. And she got to write for Amy Schumer's show. She has always been a positive supporter of other local comedians, myself included, without ever asking anything in return. And that's got to be tough because once you have even a modicum of, of success, some people tend to take advantage of that or want you to help them. And we have a joke in the comedy world, we're like, who books that? Which is a joke and it isn't because people will flat out, they see that you're working somewhere and they write, who, who books that? And so we say it to one another as a joke because it's just rude. It's like you're when you ask a comic like how they got a certain opportunity, they got it by being really good and working really hard. And that's not something that you can just get by asking them who books it. Like you have to do the work. And Jay has done the work and she shares the wealth when she can. But overall, just the fact that she's willing to come back up and work with me is amazing. 
Uh, we're going to be talking about an upcoming show that has already come and gone, so you can ignore that little tidbit, but it was still a really fun interview. We did it right on my back porch. She came to me. She is so gracious and so generous and so hilarious, and I just love her to death, and I know you will too. So here we are with uh, comedian extraordinaire Jay McBride. You're listening to the Mistress of None podcast with Aaron Harks. You are listening to Mistress of None podcast. My guest today is a good friend of mine. I'm not as good a friend to her as she is to me, but we're going to work through that today. Uh, Jay McBride. Thank you. We are good fr- best friends for the next 10 minutes. That's awesome. You're we're so best sweet. Friends. We've been you got here. the contract. Yes, yes. I cannot wait. This is the highlight of my career, as you put it. I Well, I just, you know, I'm glad that you're peeking on my porch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it sounded very sexual. Um, I don't... I don't <laughs> <laughs> I peaked before. It was uh yeah, once I was in college. Where do you where do you think you peaked? <laughs> Tell me about that. Oh, where did I peak? Uh probably about ten years ago, I think. Yeah. In life. Yeah, it's been downhill ever since. That I was career is going great. But you know. That was around when I started, so you think I yeah, had Yeah, I think that was it. That was it. Oh, for yeah. people that don't know what my attempt to do in this podcast right. is make it about me. Oh well done. That's it's what working. each episode it's, it's, Okay. It, yeah, you got it. You got it. Um so how did I inspire you? Um, <laughs> yeah. I have this mug on. Purpose, this is like the way. opposite of an intervention. <laughs> it's like, tell me how you've made my life better. <laughs> you picked up on it faster than any I, other I guest I've ever had. So congratulations on that. Your life has made my life better in the following ways. I mean, I am what I am. I really, I didn't choose this life, but I, I know, I know. All right, so let's talk. Let's talk about yes. you for a little bit, I suppose. So Please. obviously, everybody knows the biggest thing. That has happened. I hope it's okay to say that, yes, obviously, yes. Is that you have toured with Amy Schumer. Oh, thank you. I thought you were going somewhere else with that. All right. <laughs> uh, I mean. Sex tape? All right. Um, you direct no. this any way you'd like. Yes, that was the, that's the only way people know me, everything through Amy Schumer. Uh, I was on Inside Amy Schumer, and I got to write for Inside Amy Schumer, and uh, I was on tour with Amy Schumer. That's amazing. Yes. How did that and come about? I have about? a bathrobe that I stole from Amy Schumer's Nice. House. Yeah, Yeah. so it's great. No, it was... um. It was cool. I was I was working at at the cellar, and uh, Amy was working on a new hour. So she was, they want they they were she didn't want to advertise it. So they were calling it the Secret Lady Show, basically. Um, so it was a show on Sunday around five or so, and she just so they because it was called the Secret Lady Show. They thought, oh, I should probably have women hosting it. So uh, I was asked by the seller to host it, and I did. And she, you know, we hit it off, and uh, it That's was great. So it was, great, it was, yeah, it was amazing. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. Did you feel any irony with the secret lady title? Was that like I know? A well, trigger? that's that was that was like it was good because I could use that joke every yeah. time. Like, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I secretly became a lady. Uh, I'm a lady now, <laughs> but that's a secret. <laughs> um, yeah, I have a secret too, ladies. <laughs> But yeah, so so it was cool, and then then we were on the road with uh, I was with her and uh, another comic, Mia Jackson, and the two like Mia and I we just were, you know, we know we've known each other from the cellar, and and she's a lot of fun. So that's so great. Yeah. So like when Amy needed her time or when she was with her, her family, we just hang out in different cities doing all sorts of stupid shit. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Sixty nine shows, and uh, wow. yeah, yeah. Not, 
On purpose? I know, right? Uh, I don't think so. I think uh, Albany was canceled, actually. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The was palace. it really? There was a show supposed to be in the palace in Albany, and that didn't. It was it was canceled. Do you know why? I, I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm guessing it was just a scheduling thing. Okay. I don't know. What if, that would have been such a ridiculous homecoming for it you. Been, it would have been pretty cool. It would have been pretty cool to do the palace. Um, but you know what? It's... I'm okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I uh, we're gonna have it. to cancel Albany. Right. No, no. Right, but it was it was also in in the, like there was a lot. It was insane. I remember like like the shows at some po- one point where like we we flew into we were performing in Boston at a, so that morning we drove to a casino like in Connecticut uh, for a show that night. So then we checked into a hotel there. It was the second hotel of the day. Then had the show. Immediately flew out from there to Philadelphia. Checked in. Imme- check in. So it's like three hotels in one day, which is it's it's weird. It's That's a, lot. a lot. It's a lot. Um, but it was also. Um, but it was cool. It was a lot of fun. That's great. So yeah, I mean, I would I I, I would do it again in a heartbeat, obviously. And uh, yeah, it was, I it think was Amy's listening. Memorable. So yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure she is. That's the only reason why I said it. She'll keep that in mind. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, what's next for you? Uh, I don't know. Leaving comedy <laughs> forever? Oh, <God>. No, um, <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm still working at the cellar. I'm still hosting. I do have other things I really want to do, though. I really want to. I really want to finish. I've been working on a graphic novel mm-hmm. that I really want to finish. That well, because I know that I when I was talking to you about uh, like your comic and uh-huh. uh, you, she's a, Jay is a fantastic artist. She she draws beautifully. She has great Thank you. Thank comics. You. What is the name of your? Well, the comic strip Susie Hellspawn. Which I sort of I, I I did it for a few months. It was and great. Aside, I'm, I'm gonna do it again in October. Okay. I'm gonna make it like a once a year thing because it's a lot of work. Make it like a season. That's like what they I'm do thinking. with TV that's, shows. Season two. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. So um, yeah, that's a good idea to word it that way. So um, is that your graphic novel? No, the graphic novel was separate. like a, it was just a superhero genre, but it was with a trans character. Nice. Because yeah, because I, you know every. Now it, why why a trans character, Jen? I know, I know. It, well, every other time there's been a trans character introduced into Marvel or DC, it's always been written by someone who wasn't trans. Yeah, of course. So it's always like this. Or played stupid, by weird, somebody that wasn't trans. Right. It's yeah. always a stupid thing where they're sobbing like, I'm trans. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Why got you know, and it just is like, all right, lighten up. Like yeah. how about you just mention it once and then never mention it again instead of bringing it up. Well, that you know, was one of the time. the beautiful things about like Shit's Creek. Right. Was that right. they had the two gay characters, but everything wasn't about how they struggled to be gay. They 100%. were just human beings, which I think is a beautiful thing. Absolutely. It's like any other show that I've ever watched, and I watch the worst TV yes. ever. Yes. It's like they have a character, and they're like, tell us about your play. It'll right. be like some random like trans nurse on Nashville, and she's like, I know, because my parents stopped talking to me 14 years ago. Right, right, yeah. And I'm like, oh, come, uh, just let her bandage uh, the wound and get the fuck out. Like, Not that I don't want her to have a character, but let her just let her be a country star. Right, right. Just, just yeah, just exactly, 100%. Yeah. Just like, get, her, get out of here. Um, there was, there was a, a gay character in the 90s, and I remember it was something like five times in one issue of the co- uh, the graphic novel they mentioned that he's gay <laughs> it's like you know all right like stuff like that it just drives me nuts so I, w- I thought i would do one my way you know yeah i i love so, it yeah now i mean because what i was saying to you i think i i don't even remember how it came up but i had asked you about something and you were like i would just rather work on this right and so um and i don't i mean if you feel free to you know say whatever you'd like but do you feel more love for that than you do for stand-up um, I don't know. It, it's. I think I just. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know. Stand up's changing so much, and I like. I'm sure I'll always do, 
be doing stand up. Yeah. But I think like I don't think that's enough anymore. Okay. You know, I think once you hit a certain once you hit a certain point, like the Amy Schumers can go on tour or like like the the way Matt Rife blew up all of a sudden. It's just the way like now there's something Who? different. I know. <laughs> I know. There's something different now. Like some like very few people blow up, but then they can. But I mean there's there's more. You need to do acting, you need to do writing, you need to do all this other stuff or, or, or mu- so you know, music. So are you doing so. that? to help the comedy or you like that instead uh, of um, the comedy i think if i had my my choice between the two if i could i think i would rather do the graphic novel okay i think i really would i just like and en- luckily you don't the, have to choose right right exactly but i mean i it's you know stand-up got me this far and i love it and, mm-hmm. and it'll always be part of me you know but um i don't know it's just it's just a different way of storytelling and there's so much less like you don't second get your guess yourself as much on a regular basis. I feel like mm-hmm. you know I'm like this is my story. Period. Take it or leave it. And I feel like my comedy. I'm always gonna be questioning myself. Yeah. Well, I mean that's what makes you a good comic. You're oh, always in your you. head. Yeah. You know. Um. But I think like it's hard to say things like, you know, people ask me if I like music or comedy mm-hmm. better, and I feel like I'm betraying music when I say comedy because right. music has provided for me in the same way that comedy has provided for you. Right. But it's like, I can do both. But when I just show up and tell jokes, I mean, first of really? all, it's it's a relief. I have to do more to get ready for it, right, and right. I get more stressed out, but I think that it gives me more in return right? because it's a challenge. Yeah. Like, music wasn't really challenging me anymore. And so, but I again, it's hard to answer that question. Right, you're right, like, 100%. You're like, are they listening? Are, like, are people going to be like, how can you say that about music when right. you've done all of these things? How can you say that about comedy? No, exactly, but, exactly. It feels the same way. And and it's, and I still, like, every, like, I'll, I have two shows tomorrow. And when I get off stage, I know I'm going to be thinking, like, this, I, I love this job. I love what I do. I mm-hmm. love my job and every second of it. And, and I don't think I'll ever be at a point where I don't love doing comedy. Yeah. You know, something like the camaraderie, getting off stage. And, and yes, everyone has shitty sets. Everyone has like, well, sorry, most most people have not have everybody, sets. Um, but but yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's still it's like like I get off stage sometimes like that was so much fun. I'm so glad I'm here. And, you know, that's always going to happen. Yeah, it's wild like Knock that. Wood, you yeah. know. Well, there we go. It's wild <laughs> like that, though, because, yeah, I do the same thing. And I have like because um, I've started to produce more shows, which is a lot more work, but there's not a comedy scene per se up here. Right. No matter how many people change their titles on Facebook to comedian, <laughs> um, there's not much like, and so I always get asked like when things get better for me, people are like, so tell us about the scene. And I'm like, like they asked Jen and I, Jen McMullen right, right. and I, when we were on the news Oh right, right, right. and I'm like, uh, you're looking at it. You know, there's like three yeah. other ones that can yeah. do it all the time. And I'm not knocking anybody. No. I'm just, that's just how it is. And so I've had to kind of create my own show just so I have places to perform. And it's so much work. But, like, I get done and I'm like, (sighs) like, but I had two shows in a row that didn't sell well. And one Mm -hmm. of them got canceled. And I was actually relieved when it got canceled because I was like, I have nothing left in my tank to promote for this thing. And I was doing it all by myself. And, like, the venue just sucked. It was a long story. And then the second one didn't sell as well as I would have liked it to, but the venue was still happy, and the the comics were all still happy. So it was just me in my head. Mm-hmm. And I had this moment where I was like, I, what am I doing? Right, 
Right. This is so stupid. I, I have no business doing that. And then, like, the next three, like, sold out. I was like, okay. Right, yeah, yeah. I, and I think, by the way, I think every comic should produce shows at some point. 100%. You know, just so you learn the business. Like, and that it is a business. People don't get that. That's exactly it. And people, like, they're like, I want to be creative. I just want to tell jokes. It's like, well, when you live in a place right. like this. Yeah. Like, there's a comedy club there. There's a comedy <laughs> club back there. Like, you have to create your own opportunities. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, that's... Uh, and granted, I, living in New York now, it's different. It's like, uh, thankfully, it's different where I can just show up and there's a different crowd every night. But, I mean, when you're up here, it's like, yeah, you have to. You have to hustle. You can't just... If you want if you want to stay in, in uh, upstate New York, and there are so many great things. Like, during the pandemic, I missed upstate like, like you wouldn't believe. Sure. I, I miss this so much. But if you want to stay up here and you want to make a living at comedy you have to work you have to create your right, own opportunities 100 percent. Right. so yeah and i mean i i love living up here um i uh, i plan on staying i don't think like i just i i'm realistic at this point i don't think i'm going to make it but you back to the amy and matt thing it's not even so much that they're looking for like your comedic talents anymore. Like right. the the way the scope has changed for comedy is they want to see how many YouTube followers you have or how many right. TikTok followers you have, which 100%. which is fine. But like I see these comics that are blowing up that aren't necessarily even that funny. Right. But they have something about them that packs the places. Like I opened for a TikToker uh -huh. one time, and I wasn't. I'm not saying that in a resentful way. I was impressed with how many people they and they they were funny. But like, part of me wanted to be like, you know, if you worked with a comedian, yeah, to develop these jokes, like, because people were leaving during her show, right, right. No, a hundred percent, and that's just the way it is. And I think comedy clubs are are looking at like it's easier to to book someone who who has their own following than to build a following. Of course. Um, and the people who go to that, they're not going to show up to the comedy club next week. So I mean, like. That's exactly it. And, like, I mean, people are watching 15 seconds at a rip. Right, right. And then they have you for, like, this woman did 90 minutes, and it was it was oh, too wow. much. That's a lot. That's a lot for anyone, for any comedy crowd. Yeah. If she had cut that in half, she would have had a very powerful show. Yeah. But she was like, I think somebody told her that she had to do, like, she's getting bad advice, clearly. But right. people were leaving. They weren't as right. engaged as... Yeah, and they might not be back. And and I'm not even complaining about the way that like nor am you I. You can't you can't change it. You can't, like you can't com like complaining about it's not gonna. That's the way the business says you can either you know you and can I either work at building a social media following. Yep, which is a lot of work. Yep, you know it's a lot of posting every single day, every different clips, or you know so it's just or you can just understand that that's what it is. And, that, and that's what I've been doing. Niche. I've been building yeah. like TikTok. I every time I do it but I'm like hey yeah I went yeah. from selling 30 tickets to 100 tickets in a week one time just by posting every single right. day right. just by engaging different people and different followers so I'm I'm at least growing with it for now I mean yeah that's awesome yeah that's why I started this shit and that's why you know I'm trying other things because I get that that's how it works you can't be bitter about it you have to accept it Absolutely. and either do Absolutely. it or don't do it so plus let's I mean the other thing that I'm finding with comedy, there are places that aren't never going to hire me because I'm trans. You know, that's just that's just a part of it. Yeah. Like, like there are places that will never hire me. Yeah. And I have to accept that. And 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 that's that's the other reason why with the graphic novel, it's like people will come to it. Yeah, you know, if, exactly. If not, assuming it's assuming it's. Yeah, I know. Like, we'll keep knocking on the, on, the on this lovely patio here. Thank you. Um, uh, 
but it's it's the other thing that's it's just frustrating like like i love talking to people and i love like but i also like i was in florida last this this past week and and uh, my brothers wanted to go to a waffle house and i'm thinking like there's no way yeah I'm, well someone like someone's going to like could like maybe there's only let's say there's a 10 percent chance someone could could start shit with me that's still a 10 percent chance. that's still a 10 percent chance I guarantee my brothers would beat the shit out of whoever it was you know but why even yeah yeah like so so now what like you get arrested your your son has to fend for himself for the or go with Florida Child Protective Services, or they pull a gun and just shoot one of us, yeah. or they shoot one of the, you know, it's like, it's just not worth it. Yeah, you and don't I'm take finding, chances in Florida. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, if I if I had my own following, and so there, maybe other clubs would, would book me, but honestly, it's like, it's, it's the way the country is. I, I'm kind of in a place where I'm okay with being where I am. Yeah, you know? well, I mean, and I know that you'll understand when I say this, I, I am producing quite a few shows, and there are some places where I'm like, I, I wouldn't bring you. Right, right. Which I know you get. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I do certain shows, and I like look around, and I'm like, because I would work with you every fucking day of my life if I could. And I look around, I'm like, I I wouldn't do that right. to you. Well, I was doing a VFW that um one of our friends uh, was producing, and um I was doing this joke that's one of the, a great joke. You know, I, I do this great joke, but I, the lead in is about how there were over 250 anti-trans bills. Last year. Oh, yeah. And now this is like half an hour to the set, and they already like me. Yep. Um, you know, and I said there were over 250 anti-trans bills introduced, and most of them were aimed at kids. And someone in the back just yelled, "Good!" And I'm like, y "Like, why? You know?" And it's like, "I don't, I don't want to deal with it." Fuck we just you spent guys. all this time together, right? Right. And you know what? And so the, what so sucks is that there were how many people in the room? Right. Well, there were probably about seventy. Okay. So, and that yeah. one person. That one person yelled that. It's like, fine. I'll go back to calling every fucking picture of the american legion people pedophiles is that better is that what you want because i'll keep doing it i could do that for forever and they're like you know so whatever and it's just and like, that sucks because 69 of those people right. well i don't even know and, and it may have just been the one but it also may have been other people who were thinking it too and like regardless it's like i don't i don't care yeah you know i would rather i don't i don't you know, as much as I like felt for the longest time, like I bore this responsibility of changing people's minds and getting it's like I, I it's it's a lot. Yeah, it's tiring. It's so exhausting. And for anybody that is like, oh, like it's a choice. I'm like, do you think somebody would choose? Yeah, right. This kind of or do you think a comic would prefer to be a female? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I know. It's so easy for female comics. Um, yeah. You know what? Let me make my life a little harder. Right, right. I think. How, yeah. And and someone asked me if I would be as good a comedian if I were a guy. And I, first of all, I'd probably if I weren't trans, I'd probably be incredibly well balanced mentally. <laughs> you know, so I wouldn't have the material. But but even if I were, I think your confidence would soar. I think the one thing that I find with with comics, especially in the city, like people like comics hang out with other comics. Yeah, the ones that hang out help each other. They write jokes with each other. They bounce ideas off each other. They get better. They make each other better. If you're trans in the city, people aren't gonna want to hang out with you as much. You know, or anywhere for that matter. Really? You know, and I feel like it's like, like, there's no one I have ill will towards. Everyone at the cellar is like, oh, great. But, but, you know, by the same token, like, there's no one's going to be like, hey, let's hang out this weekend, write jokes, you, you know, to a large extent. There are some, obviously, but yeah. I feel like, I feel like comics will want to go on the road with comics that they like. Yeah. I, I don't feel like they'll want necessarily want to go. Uh, maybe I'm, this is all in my head. That it could might be well all be. in your head because I think but, that you're a very fun person to hang out with. Yeah. I mean, I don't have anything to offer you, but I would go on the road with yeah. you. Yeah, no, I think, I think, no, there, don't get me wrong. There are a lot of people who would love to go on, who go, I go on the road with, like a Amy brought me out on the road with her. But I think like gr when you first start out, 
I think you're at a point where it's like you, you're pushing and I, I don't think you have that. Yeah. You know, I think there's like, I think guys have this default where it's like, and, and comics is mostly men. They'll look at like, can I have sex with this person or can I hang out with this person? You know? And, yeah, I, and I think fair. one of those two will be who they choose to hang out with and, and work with and do things with. Well, whenever which, I, you know. yeah, when I book like, you know, dudes up here, I'm always like, you can bring your own feature. Right. Can it possibly be a female? Right. So my show is in a full-blown sausage fest. Right, like, right. I always try to make sure there is some some diversity yeah, on yeah. these bills. And, um, you know, the, the pickings are, are kind of slim, you yeah, know? Yeah, But, like, I always ask them, like, can you bring a woman, please? Right, right. Um, because if I don't say that, they're going to bring a dude. Right, exactly, exactly. And, it's again, it's another thing. It's just, like, so it's just... A, it is what it is. And for nothing else, like, I, I you know, I'm not, like, anti-all-male uh, lineup. I just, there needs to be right. some, you know, not diversity. What's the word I'm looking for? Some, you know, like, assortment. There needs Capriciousness. Variety. <laughs> <laughs> I like capriciousness. Thank though. you. Thank you. I don't know what it means, but I, I like know. it. I don't know. I think it works. Yeah? yeah? I, don't, I think so. I don't know. It works now. Okay. <laughs> um... Uh, yeah, just f some variety. Like, especially if you get, like, two comics coming up from New York. Um, like, some of them don't do as well as they think they're going to appear. And it always makes me mm -hmm. laugh because they get a little humbled right away. Oh, nice. Because, yeah, you might be a great comic. But if you're working, like, you know, The Cellar or, like, Gotham or New York Comedy Club every single night, like, you're in the Adirondacks now. They don't get your right. your bodega jokes. 100%. 100%. And they they might understand it. But they're not going to give you that. They right. want you to adapt to them. Much like when I have been in the city and I like did, I had the old joke that I used to do about driving to the gym. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, unless the parking sucks. And I remember I did it like on the Upper West Side and people were like, parking? What's right, that? Right, right, exactly. And I'm like, exactly. fuck you. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I got like mad at them. I was like, <laughs> okay, I was taking my Uber to like, fuck you, fuck you. Like I got so like, it's a good joke, but you have to. So when I'm down there, I just talk about, you know, therapy and medication. There you go. That's Yeah, which, is, yeah, everyone can relate. My I don't have a dad joke works fucking amazing down there. I do it up here. People feel bad for me because, you know, they had extra special relationships with their dads. Yeah, very true. Very true. Like, sorry, your dad was also your boyfriend. Fucking incest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bitter. No, All right. I, and, and no, that's fair. It's, it's absolutely right. Yeah. So. Well, uh, so the graphic novel, when is that? Like, I'm about 80 pages into it. Nice. And I want to get another like 40 to 60. So hopefully this summer. Hopefully I'll sit down this summer and really finish it, and then I'll bring back the comic strip next October, I guess. Very this cool. This October, yeah. Now, uh, so you're going to look into getting it published, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And I heard that that's... Right, that's, that's the hardest part. Well, at least yeah, you so. you know some people. Don't be afraid to yeah, ask. Yeah, but also, also I'm, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I can self-publish it. And go that way too. Sure. You know, why not? All right. Well, so. also, you have a really amazing show coming up that we have to talk about. Do I? Mm. <laughs> Hold August on. Let me text great. you real quick to see, yes. to see if you yes. can. Uh, I forgot the name of the theater. It's like Preservation Hall. Yes. You're yes. close. Yes. Universal Preservation Universal Hall. Pres yeah, Preservation Hall. That's going to be a lot of fun. Mm. And, it is going to be a lot of fun. Saratoga is a great place. Yep. It's, uh, August. A little little douchey sometimes. A little douchey but during our track crowd season. Won't be, but our crowd won't No, be. our crowd's going to be amazing. Right, right, and right. I'm I'm excited to bring you back yeah. up here. I always love I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, broad, Broadway is going to be loaded with, with uh, you know, 
middle-aged white guys smoking cigars. Sure. But, but there's no smoking in the theater, but the so they theater won't come in. Is going to be absolutely amazing. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, I, I think I can't wait. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Look, they have parking there, so that parking. you don't. I know. What's, Does the subway go what's there? Parking. What's the deal with the L train? <laughs> Does the L train run there? Probably not. And they're they're always so like. So I was Arr. talking to my therapist, and uh, <laughs> um, no, there's parking. You won't even have to like. I know. I talk about Stewarts. It's going to be such a relief. I haven't been able to talk about Stewarts in so long. You're going to have so much fun. I know. It's got to be. It's got to be a lot of fun. You're going to talk about where you're from, and yes, people will yes. get it. They'll know. They'll absolutely know. Yeah. Absolutely. This is going. It's going to be great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. You're listening to the Mistress of None podcast with Aaron Harks. Well, I just recorded an amazing outro, but didn't hit record. So, you know, I guess I'm a fucking boomer. Anyway, that was Jay McBride. Such a fun interview. Jay is so gracious, so generous. She's always been such an amazing uh, friend and support system. When I was telling her about my recording uh, for my album, my last album that we recorded in March, she offered her help. And I was like, oh, God, I was just telling you. And then she was like, well, I'm embarrassed that I just, you know, offered my help. And I was like, no, I, I would have never asked you to sacrifice your time like that. Like, I was so floored that she volunteer to help me with it and I'm so glad that she did she gave the best intro right before I went up I mean Jen McMullen was the one who brought me up but Jay at the end of her set took time out of her set to hype up the audience and let them know what was expected of them and how hard we had worked and and it worked Uh, the whole show was amazing I can't wait for you guys to hear the album it's coming out November we'll have a big party it's going to be a lot of fun Please follow Jay McBride on all the social media, Instagram, Facebook. Get her album, Daddy Issues. It's hilarious. You'll love it beginning to end. She's just such a great person on and off stage. I hope you love her as much as I do. Um, Thanks for listening to Mistress of None podcast. Remember, like, share, follow. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. I don't care. Just because you don't like them doesn't mean they're not a good person. They could listen too. They have ears. Uh, the more the merrier. Tune in next week for Mistress of None. Thanks, guys. Bye.